Hello, listener. Welcome to Magnificent Huge Podcast, Episode 7. This is Chris. This week, along with uh, my good buddies Eric and Brian, well, you're in for a treat. Got a question for you. You like movies? I'm pretty sure you do. You like drinking? Oh, I am almost certain that you do. So, what do you do when you're watching a movie and you're drinking? Well, you devise a lot of ridiculous rules that don't make any goddamn sense. And you make it into a drinking game. That's right, fun for the whole family. Grandma? Sure, take a drink. Little Johnny? Hey, you can't drink that, but have some milk. Okay. Chug a lug. Chug a lug. Chug a lug. Ugh, drinking games and movies are so fun. This sort of came about, I was kind of hankering to watch Commando again, the action classic from 1986 starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, kind of cemented his move, if you will, but it's got all the elements you need for a drinking movie. Lots of repetition, lots of stuff going on. Uh, well, you'll hear the rules. The basics are, you need a movie, you need a set of rules, you need some liquor, and, uh, well, the magic happens from there. Uh, but as all podcasts that we've done so far, uh, we don't really stick to the topic. Kind of veer off a little bit there. Here and there. Yeah, it happens. Uh, so I urge you, uh, to listen along. Learn how to make any movie into a drinking game, but... As soon as we veer off, I want you to take a drink. Oh, we're gonna make fun. It's interactive. It's good stuff. Uh, so yeah, sit back, relax, enjoy uh, episode seven, magnificent huge. Me, Chris, uh, that doofus Eric, and uh, the genius behind the mic, uh, MC Brian Krueger. And uh, enjoy uh, episode seven, going commando, or how to turn any movie into a drinking game. Bottoms up. Yeah, let's 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 launch with a quick recap of crap we've we've seen this week. Uh, because I know that's how we launched into this. But I I tried watching a bit of the new Dirty Dancing. Ooh. Um, I don't know why, because I I really never watched the first Dirty Dancing, but I I heard so much bad stuff about the new Dirty Dancing, and it's all deserved. It's there. It, there is a new. I you know I remember hearing about that and I'd forgotten all about it. Yeah, it was apparently a big deal. Was this the live one they did for ABC? Yeah, and and Abigail Breslin is um, baby. I I have not seen. You know, <laughs> I, I, I I got forced into watching bits of it because I grew up with a sister. But uh, yeah, yeah, Abigail Breslin is in it. Now, bear in mind, Jennifer Grey was in the original, and she had dance training. She had serious dance training. Right, so it looked good. Abigail Breslin has none and is not a wafy girl. She's not fat, but she's not wafy. And so when he does the pick her up, hoist her into the air signature move, oh God. it is so hilarious. It is so weird. It's it's worth it's worth watching just for that. Well, let me ask you this though: uh, uh-huh. Did she at any point in time do the dance number from Little Miss Sunshine? Oh God! I should have looked for that. She can't dance. I'll tell you that. I mean, they 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 did what they could to to choreograph around her. But oh yeah, and she was she was phoning it in. It was like you could tell nobody really was into this, but it was a big deal, so everybody had to be in it. Bitch. I don't know. It was it was hilariously awful. So what was it? One of those like they're remaking all the musicals with the live 
broadcast things? Is that why it exists? I think so. I mean, because they couldn't do this live with all of the whatever they were doing. But they, they, they it's sort of a return of musicals, but to TV. Well, didn't they just uh, destroy Rocky Horror? Wasn't that the last one they did? Oh, yeah. They did that recently. Uh, and then before that, they did... What they do? They did Grease? Sound of Music. They did Grease and Sound of Music. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, Rocky Horror was good. They did a good job with Rocky Horror. Because remember, Rocky Horror Picture Show, the original, kind of sucks. The only reason it's interesting is the crowd that comes to it to, to fuck with it. They actually did it better. You say. I say. <laughs> I think people who, who really, really love the original haven't really watched it you know, at home. You know? Well, ABC seems intent on remaking all of this stuff now. It's like they're the remake channel. I think maybe it's because Disney owns them. I can't tell. Uh-huh. But, the, but the Gong Show yep. remake that they did just uh, this week is fucking insane. Oh yeah, talk about that. Uh I mean you ha I mean it, it defies description. But basically Mike Myers coming out of retirement. Uh we haven't seen him forever, but he's all dressed up in uh makeup and uh-huh. and he goes by the the character named Tommy Maitland who's like an English whatever. And so he's just making like Yeah, what's, like, what what phony accent is he using? It's like a pseudo Britishy thing. Uh is he doing Richard Dawson? It, it's kind of a Richard Dawson-y thing. Uh, if Chuck Barris and Richard Dawson sort of like uh, had a love child, uh, but he basically sits Probably off to the did. side and makes a lot of a lot of penis jokes and things like that. Uh, but it's <laughs> like when you look at it, you're like, "That's Mike Myers," and then the voice comes out, and you're like, "Oh yeah, that's fucking Mike Myers." It is so bizarre. <laughs> it is so bizarre. And they just like they just are, are the acts nuts. worthy of the Gong Show though? Like I remember guys playing songs with their zippers. Oh you know, yeah, the, uh, the 70s. I, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but in this first episode, the couple that wins uh, basically did an act where each of them had a banana and they would take bites off, and then like one would spit it into the other's mouth and they'd catch it, uh, and it just gets ever more increasingly ridiculous from there. And they like got the judges in on it, and then by the end, the guys got like a whole banana's mouth and mush, and then they're like basically spitting banana gunk back and forth in each other's mouths while like one is up on the oh. the feet. <laughs> it's just like what in the <laughs> hell am I watching? It is it just it defies description. But a lot of people on the press <laughs> oh, just went crazy. That's worthy of the gong show. Yeah. Well the people in the press went crazy. They're like, what the fuck are we watching? And then I'm looking at it going, <laughs> Well this is like does anybody remember Sabado Gigante? I mean it's exactly it. It's like if if Sabado Gigante were an English program this would be it. So Jack is like, no, America really doesn't have talent. We just have this. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, during the, the show, they had they had an ad for, uh, I guess next week, they're bringing back uh, Battle of the Network Stars. So we've reached full ball. Oh. Do we have Network Stars? I, well, that's what I was We're, wondering. I'm like, I, couldn't, I couldn't name no. one. Who watches the Networks? Not me. Maybe it's Netflix versus Hulu versus Amazon. <laughs> Battle of the Netflix stars would be more compelling. Uh, yeah. So yeah, or maybe they'll just get Lee Majors to come do shit. <laughs> oh God, Robert Conrad will be in charge of Team Blue. <laughs> I was gonna win, but I blew out my hammies. <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner uh, can come show up. You know, it'd be just like the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any Gabor sisters we can we can call? Taro. <laughs> <laughs> we can probably yeah. pull out the Ouija board and get one. It'd be a good time. 
Hey. God. Any, <laughs> anything on your end, Brian? Um, I mean, I went and saw uh, an actual show. I, I go to Gamage to watch the, the touring companies of the Broadway show. I saw the, um, the Curious Incident of the Dog in, in the Nighttime, which is um, about a kid with autism, and the staging is done to make you feel like you have autism because it's overwhelming with lights and sounds and stuff. Um, but the movie I saw that you guys will probably want to laugh about is I finally got around to watching La La Land. Haven't seen it. Have not seen it. Really? Okay. So, um, I, I mean, I have to put it in the context of I've been going and watching touring Broadway shows for a couple of years now, and so I've seen an awful lot of really uh, well-executed singing and dancing. And the stars of La La Land can neither sing nor dance. Um, they re- <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? Okay, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the Emma Stone. So I have seen her do interesting dance numbers like in music videos and stuff. But in this, it was just milk toast crap. Yeah. And it also forgets it's a musical about halfway through. And then there's like no more songs except for a reprise like at the very end. So if you were going to make that a drinking game, would that be one of the, the rules? Like you have to chug a beer when it stops being a musical, even though it's a musical? <laughs> Um, hmm, drinking game for La La Land, I have to think about that. I don't know what I would do for that. You know, it's funny, it makes me think of the whole dirty dancing thing I was saying, that they couldn't really dance either. The the difference is dirty dancing is, to very dumb people, iconic. And so the bad dancing there, you know, that's that's an affront. But the bad dancing in an original musical, maybe it gets a pass because it's like, well, they're they're making a new musical. Thank God, we need more musicals. It's inexcusable. There are so many like amazing dance troops touring the country, not even the ones that are on Broadway. But I mean, God damn, there's people out there dancing their asses off for crap shows. There's a tour of 42nd Street going on, which will kick everybody's ass. There's right. newsies. I mean, like <laughs> shows like that, nobody gives a shit about, but the people in them kick ass. So the fact that we're getting all this garbage... Is, is disappointing. Well, speaking of which, the other big thing on the internets this week was the uh, the gorilla from the Dallas Zoo dancing in a big tub of water, like a little, like a pool of water, but like spinning and whatnot, mm-hmm. and it looks exactly like uh, the the dancing uh, from Flashdance, because he's doing like spins and arm <laughs> moves, and somebody, some enterprising individual actually put Maniac on top of it uh, to give him a soundtrack, and it fits perfectly. Uh I've and seen that video, but without the audio on, so I missed <laughs> well, all yeah. of the, well, the think, essence of it. Yeah, well, think of it as uh, a, just basically a remake of Flashdance uh, and Maniac, because uh, he's doing the the arm the arm twirls and the head flip as he's dancing around and the water splashing everywhere. It was amazing. That that should have been on the Gong Show. It makes me wonder. Now that I'm an adult, I've I've not heard of any flash dance bars or any places to go see flash dancers. That that what was that? I mean, was it supposed to be called stripping? Because uh, strippers I've heard of. I've never heard of flash dancers. That's because she was an artiste. Where are these flash dancers? She was an artiste, sir. What? What, what, was she doing her very own thing that no one's ever heard of also? Because I don't know of any strip clubs where you can pull on a chain and have water dump on you. I mean, I well, want to know you, sir, what they were referencing. You, sir, have never been to Pittsburgh, obviously. And we'll just leave it oh, at that. Flash yeah. dancing is stripping for, like, 
you know, your master's thesis. You have to <laughs> do boards and go in front of the judges and, and strip for them. That's Pittsburgh, the, the Paris of the Midwest. Got it. Uh, <laughs> well, all right. So that's our recap. Good week. Good week. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, and Brian, I saw Wonder Woman. You're right. That thing sucked ass. I do not understand. I, I think I think people were just saying, well, it's not as bad as Batman 5 Superman. Uh, but it True. was bad. <laughs> yeah, but she punches a building. <laughs> well, she what? There's there's a scene where she just straight up wins a battle by punching a building. <laughs> what like rampage? I I walked out once. Pretty much once yeah. it got once it got to the 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 Captain Rogers or whatever his name was and her having the sex scene. My wife and I were both just like we're making too many jokes and we're getting loud. We need to leave. <laughs> yeah it was it was i think it was shortly after i don't know it was it was after the the scene where they were pinned down in the trench i don't know if you saw that far or not based on that oh yeah yeah, yeah I just there was like a sniper in a tower and right she like jumps on the backs of the guys and punches the tower and that's what ends the fight oh that yeah, yeah, that made me wonder, why did she need to jump on that, that door thing they were holding to jump that high? It seems she's strong enough she can jump pretty high. I think she did yeah. most of the heavy lifting on that jump. <laughs> well, if you see around to the I, end, you'd see her jumping around like she's the Incredible Hulk, so, uh, yeah, it makes no sense. All right, I'm gonna, I, I, I'll, I'll leave this behind with just one uh, uh, last thing on Wonder Woman. Uh, Ryerson, if, I, I thought of you, because to me this was a Ryerson-esque joke in a movie that didn't mean to be a joke. The guy throws a gas grenade into a room with all the other... The, the German bad guy throws it into the room with all the other German generals because he's really a bad guy. Throws in the gas grenade, throws in a gas mask, and then locks the door... And then his the German bad guy's henchman says, "Why did you give them a gas mask? It won't work." And he says, "Yes, but they won't know that." <laughs> and they do an evil laugh. It was so cartoon. It was such a not even like a good cartoon, more like a a, a, a Phineas J. Fox kind of cartoon. It was just it was just bad, bad, and and no one caught it or cared. Uh, that seems like it's on par with uh, Alan Rickman from uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. When he's like, I'll cut your heart out with a spoon. And he's like, why a spoon? was far more aware of what he was doing than these people are. Well, you guys are really selling it. We do need to do another callback, though. Because this was the week, when we're recording this, this was the week when it was announced that Lord and Miller were fired from the Han Solo movie. Yeah, yeah. We need to eventually have a whole show about uh, their replacement if today isn't it. Yeah. I don't know what we're talking about. We're either talking about drinking games or fuck Ron Howard. But No, uh, no. We'll, we'll do fuck Ron Howard another day. I, I didn't prepare mentally yeah. for that. But when I when I saw the news, <laughs> when I saw the news, I thought of uh, our Star Wars episode because there's some little bit in there where we actually uh, pontificate what it would be for Ron Howard to direct a Star Wars movie. And then like four weeks yeah, later, Bam! So yeah, that was weird. <laughs> I so. contend that there are there are still potential future Star Wars episodes where like prequels or the current trilogy could be dug into more deeply, or maybe I'm just angling to get a, a word in. Well, no, I think you're right. I, I actually, I think the thing is, I hate Ron Howard, but I do wonder if they gave a Star Wars film to 
everyone. What would Tarantino do with a Star Wars film? What would uh, um, get fired? Scorsese do with get a Star fired. Wars film? I mean, uh, no one with any talent can survive at Disney. Edgar well, Wright well, can't make Ant Man. But this is the thing. It's like the, suddenly the producers realize that they handed the reins over to the guys that made the Lego movie and 21 Jump Street and then went, oh, wait, yeah. they're making a comedy? No, no. And then suddenly the lights went off and they're like, get Ron Howard. He's not funny. And then bam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that that is true. I mean, I think I think the, the rap on them was that they were the kings of uh, turning shitty, shitty ideas for movies into something good. But you're oh, right, no, no. they're really yeah. about turning those into something funny. Yeah. J.J. J. Abrams is the guy that turns the shit into uh, a money-making machine uh, who isn't Michael yeah. Bay. And not good, just a money-making machine. <laughs> it's all Kathleen Kennedy's world, and we're just living in it now. Yeah. It's enough to make you drink. It really is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which, which, se- which is our segue. So here was what I was thinking for uh, this one. Uh, I don't know why I had just been hankering to watch Commando for uh, a while again, uh, and it made me hark back to uh, the time in Brian's crappy little fucking uh, condo that you shared with that weird, weird dude. Scary Gary. Yeah, who just sat, who like just sat in the dark in the in the the living room that had like a couch and a chair and a TV, uh, and it was just like the floor was littered with newspapers, and he would just sit in the dark and and stare at the TV. And we all thought it he was, was the some Golden kind Girls. Of, was he's it? Always watching the Golden Girls. <laughs> oh yeah. shit! I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, here's the thing about Scary Gary that I've come to understand since then. He was one of the first internet addicts because what he mostly did was log on to Prodigy on his little modem, and we're talking 1993 here. Um, so. Really, he was just uh, ahead of the curve and got hooked on a stupid <laughs> fucking internet computer screen way before the rest of us. But at the yeah. time, it was just like, you're creepy. Oh, yeah. Well, in, in retrospect, yeah, he's totally less creepy now. <laughs> but, but, yes, but, now we've all gotten as creepy as him. But so we would, we, if we ever went and, and hung out at your house for whatever reason, uh, we would always just circumvent the downstairs and go straight up because you had all all the the video equipment vcr tv and i remember one time we we sat and we watched commando and you know we were what like 21 22 something like that Mm -hmm. uh so we were just we were drinking and then we decided well this is just such a shit movie let's make it a drinking game to make it more interesting and so that's what i was kind of harkening back to I think we had a whole thing set up for just basic Joel Silver movies, if I remember correctly, because they all have the components. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think so. The four, the four magic components of any uh, 80s slash 90s Joel Silver film. Uh, what was it? It was uh, f- helicopters. You had to have a helicopter. Uh, fist fights at night. They always happen at nighttime. Oh, I forgot that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and, and lots of stuff explodes for no reason, right? But there's something about like explosions high up in the air, yeah. like like the Nakatomi explosion or the the thing in Ricochet. Nobody remembers Ricochet. That's how retarded I am. The 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 <laughs> thing, the end of Ricochet. Um, yeah. Uh, Operation Swordfish, when all the people with the bomb collars go falling out of yeah. the helicopter. And then there's always like one one scene where somebody falls to their death. 
for some reason. Ingus impaled. And it can be the main baddie, yeah. but it could be like a, a henchman, but somebody falls to their death. Um, so all kinds, yeah, yeah. So we found all these patterns. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Something to do with heights. Yeah. Um, Remember when I told you I kill you last? I lied. But Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's what made you, you did. I lied. Well, that's, and that's the other one, is that you have to have uh, the the snarky line or the catchphrase uh, that comes up, and that's a drink. So when I so I rewatched Commando, <laughs> I didn't drink with it because uh, I'm just not going to be able to do that anymore because uh, I'm not 22. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just to give you <laughs> just to give you a, a breakdown because I did rewatch Commando. Uh, I, I rewatched it for you this morning just to, uh, to be current, and it still holds up. It's still shitty, but it's still goofy shitty. <laughs> um, but here's here following the basic rules. So here's what I had for Commando. Uh, and I think we what we called the game Whammo, if I remember correctly. Is that true? A whammy. Whammy. Okay. Was, that came from an, an interview in Premier Magazine with Joel Silver, where it was talking about like you had to have timing. It was like a certain amount of time, and then you had to have a whammy. Every ten minutes, got to have a whammy. That's what it was. And so we kind of uh, extrapolated it from there. What I like about drinking games with movies is that you you can do the 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 stuff that repeats itself from movie to movie without much thought but then you can kind of tailor the movie to the game and then you can come up with like bonus rules and things so here's what i had for commando uh when i was watching it all right uh so it was a drink every time there's a death so that's your body count drink you're already dead from your liver (laughs) just curling up in the corner not that well i mean like drink i'm not i'm not talking like shot i'm just like you know that's like a sip basically. Okay. Because that could get really fun once he finds his way into the gardener shed, because I think he takes out like three people at once with one saw blade, right? Yeah. Well, I'll get into that. I'll get into that. Because when I was about 15, uh, I remember I was sick one day, and I had rented Rambo First Blood Part 2, and I basically just took out a notebook. Most confusing sequel name ever. Yeah. No, the more confusing is Rambo 3, considering that First Blood didn't have Rambo in the title at all. So that one always threw me. Well, yeah. Um, so that would be Second Blood. <laughs> yeah. Second Blood, Rambo 3. <laughs> Rambo 3, Second Blood, power, Part 5. Carry the one. Uh, and, then yeah. he did, and then he did Rambo years later, which has been on cable lately. You want a body count, that thing will fucking destroy you. But I digress. Um, <laughs> but so, yeah, so I did a body count in Rambo, and I think it was like 115 or 120 or something stupid. I mean, it was dumb. So the body count in uh, Commando, by my reckoning, is 83. Um, and that's for the whole movie. That's just every death. But they come so frequently. I, I mean, well, that's 90 minutes long, I, first hey. of all. So 83 is like, on average, one kill per minute. Well, here's the thing. I'll run down my list, and then I'll give you the, the total breakdown. But basically, it's the total, the total drink count for the way I was playing. Uh, for the for the whole movie, so ninety minutes is one hundred and thirty one total drinks. Uh, so that's about one and a half drinks every minute of of screen time that you're watching, <laughs> uh, and Ooh. that include that includes the eighty three dead people uh, in the movie. So that's the bulk of it. Um, what else you, are you drinking for? Uh, well, then you have to drink anytime there's a helicopter, obviously. Okay. Um, this one didn't have it, and I was kind of bummed because I had totally misremembered and thought it was in there but in a Joel Silver movie anytime 
a helicopter explodes, that's like two drinks, uh, just because. <laughs> uh, then you've got just anytime something explodes, uh, just inexplicable action moments. And then Commando, I'm talking about, like when he picks up the phone booth and throws it at like 10 guys. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, just shit like that. So there were, um, so there's six helicopters that I saw in the movie. Uh, seven inexplicable action moments, six explosions. Then you do the equipment montage. Uh, so in this one, it would be when he's robbing the uh, surplus store, the gun store, the gun yeah. store, oh, and then yeah. and then later when he has like rolled the uh, the the inflatable boat up onto the beach of the island, and then they do the like knives in the sheaths and the guns and, and the Putin's face and the whole thing. Uh, so I want to know yeah. what movie was the first one to really do that, and it might have been Commando. That's why I'm no. asking. No, Rambo did well, it first. Rambo was first. Huh? Well, yeah. well, first Wait, blood, what? Probably. The the yeah. equipment montage? Yeah. yeah. There's an equipment montage <laughs> in uh, uh, Escape from New York. That's, but that's like shit uh, laid on a table, though. I guess that counts. Yeah, isn't that what you mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. you! I see what you mean. You mean the the romantic sex scene of tying up the headband and the blah yeah. blah yeah, blah. Yeah. While well, he loads his shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. The fetishizing. Like, like, All right, I like, get I get what you're saying. Well, like like in the the surplus store when they grab the rocket launcher and it looks like he's getting ready to just dry hump it right there because it's so so mad, but it's so right. great. Oh, so uh, okay. So that, but you, the, the, by yeah. the way, so. The woman or the, in that although movie taxi driver, the kind of taxi driver when he meets the gun salesman and he's you know sort of lording over the handguns, I'd say that was a proto uh, uh, yeah. gun sex scene yeah. montage. But I would, I would, exactly. I would that, give you that, that makes some sense. That. Take it from a Scorsese beginning and turn it into what it became. <laughs> Plus, Erickson but, loved one of the things that, yeah. I I gotta call out the <laughs> I gotta call out the the rocket launcher thing because like the woman in that movie goes from you know like being kidnapped. And to to helping him because oh we need to save his daughter's life to firing a rocket launcher at the police in like a half an hour yeah and it's all for some like bullshit story too like he's in the mall and she's like f- afraid for her life and then he's like oh, I've got to get my daughter they're going to kill her I don't know what to do you've got to help me and then she's like okay and it's like that <laughs> boom they're best friends it's like what the fuck did I just see. And then something explodes. And everyone <laughs> assumes she's a hooker. Yeah. The police assume she's a hooker. The bad guys assume she's a hooker. Plus it's the bad guy from uh, from Warriors. So I keep expecting her to like... Yeah. I remember him from Dreamscape. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> well, in 48 hours. Yeah. But, but Warriors, I just picked like, Commando, come out and play. Yay. Come out and play. <laughs> so it, that. It, was, it wasn't us. It wasn't us. It was the commandos. <laughs> uh, okay. So there's what that. else were you drinking? Uh, so you got the equipment montages too. Then there's uh, two car chases, but I put a just any time there's a car chase. Uh, so for like, if okay. you watch a movie like Speed, uh, that's pretty much the whole movie. So you might as well not bother with that one. Um, and then you've got the hero's catchphrase or just like a snark line. I did specifically just Arnie in this one uh, just because I didn't want to yeah. get too crazy. So there's 10 total that I caught. Um, and then <laughs> the the bonus rule specific for Commando uh, is whenever they mention Bennett's name. Bennett is the, like the, the henchman baddie. Uh, yeah. Played, played by Vernon Wells. You're who, right. They t- mention him all the time. Yeah. 
I'll be back, Bennett. Oh, that's two drinks because that's I'll be back, <laughs> and that's Bennett. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I'll be back, Bennett. So, so after all of that listing, that was my basic rule sheet. So total drinks, 131. Uh, so that's one and a half every minute on average. So I think wow. that's a good run. So I think Commando holds up as a uh, a good drinking movie. Not that we condone drinking in any shape or form for any people out there uh, that are alcoholic. Not at our age, at least. Yeah. I remember vaguely when we, we originally had this discussion decades ago, and uh, when, when Die Hard 2 came out, we had talked about doing the same thing. Until he crashes the airplane into the tarmac and kills unknown numbers of people. On the <laughs> exactly. We, at that point, we just have to drink the fucking bottle. That's like three hundred people right there. Yeah. Well, I'll get into that in a uh, after after you guys have your little input because there's alternative drinking games that I want to get into. Uh, two of them that I've actually done with friends. I think you guys were at one. <laughs> but yeah, there's somewhere it's just like you get into it and you're like, oh, I think we've made a horrible mistake. And then it's you, <laughs> and then you have to decide if you want to like bowl through or just stop because there's no way. The the yeah. poster child for that horrible mistake is playing uh, the drinking game "fuck" on an Eddie Murphy Eddie Murphy movie. So anytime <laughs> Eddie Murphy says "fuck," yeah. you have to drink. Uh, yeah. that's a bad idea. Yeah. Well, the one that, I believe that they I, said that like they said "fuck" over like like close to two hundred times in Trespass. <laughs> trespass. <laughs> yeah, is that who's in that one? That thing with Ice Cube and Ice T, oh. and Bill Paxton, oh, and ouch. the guy who played Death from Bill and Ted's. Yeah, ouch. ouch. See, I there's so many that I've just totally put into the vault and will never think of. But thank you. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, I've got a memory full of dumb shit. That's. <laughs> but uh, but also just See, all the good uh, drinking games I can't remember because well, yeah. 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 Because uh, I remember I hearing died. about drinking games for the. F- I remember hearing about them for the first time with you know uh, the Bob Newhart show, right? I mean that was the first one I'd ever heard of. <laughs> yeah, well that's Anytime the one everybody anyone brings says up. Bob. Yeah. Right, and and so I went to some party where someone was like, "We're gonna try doing that, but with the Smurfs." I, and I was like, "But this is not a party of people I know. These were assholes. This was high school." Uh, but they were like, "Yeah, anytime anyone uses the word Smurf, we drink." And it's like we got six minutes in and had to stop because they wouldn't stop saying Smurf. It was like not even fun anymore. You're you're still taking the shot when you hear it again. You haven't even started pouring, and they've said it Smurf, again. What is it, Brainy Smurf? Yeah. Well, that's uh. well, that's the one. Uh, this is the one that always comes to mind when I think of uh, total mistake to make a drinking game. Uh, is the Great Mouse Detective? Uh, and basically, the rules that we'd come up with was anytime they say mouse, rat, or bat, and we did bat because it's the hench- it's the henchman. And you think, okay, that's not going to be that bad. I mean, yeah, it's the great mouse detective. But about I don't know, twenty minutes or so in, uh, they do a musical number with Radigan, which is the baddie, voiced by Vincent Price. <laughs> and the, and basically, the whole chorus is just all of them singing like, Oh Radigan, Oh Radigan, blah 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 blah. Oh Radigan, Oh Radigan. And like literally, we had to pause it. And just go, Oh shit! I'm, I, hold on, I gotta catch up. I'm, hold, shut up. Just stop, stop. <laughs> and we kept going like that. And then that was when we all kind of sat around and looked at each other and went, Oh shit. What, do we really want to do this? And we're like, yeah, go, go, go! Yeah! And then by the end, it's like, oh, I don't really want to watch anything else. I'm good. That's the important thing to remember with a drinking game. Sometimes it beats you. 
Yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta know what you're getting. I, I think I think that is part of the game. Can you keep up? Do they ever not beat you? Uh, yeah, if you can get to the end and take all the drinks and not throw up, I guess. <laughs> so is that is that the mark of a good drinking game? Is one that you can actually realistically complete? I think it's all the same drinking game. It's just whether or not you can survive. Yeah, I mean, there's there's limits. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like at one point, is it just well. This is just an excuse for alcoholism, so really, let's just fix right. it. I mean, it's, you know, you have to make it enjoyable. And the, and with the drinking games, too, especially when you're that age, when you're like, you know, teenager, early 20s, when you're when you're just drinking because it's party time, and you haven't really figured out your own limits. Uh, uh-huh. Really, it's just like, whoa, it's a drinking game, so fuck it, it's about drinking. Like, when we would sit around and play <laughs> asshole, and people would get pissed off, because I would just like... Like do the rules where you had to drink. I that would piss off uh, Toby to no end. He's like, "Why are you doing that?" I'm like, "What? It's a drinking game. We're supposed to drink, right?" He's like, "No, that's not the point." I'm like, Don't tell me what the point is. <laughs> Don't tell me how to live my life, fascist. I'll do what I want to <laughs> so, yeah, do. It. So that was the whole point. Like, we're here to drink. We're just trying to make drinking more fun, and this is more fun watching you have an epileptic fit because I'm not following the drinking. <laughs> That's like the, the that's the same attitude that Eric had. Um, one time we were hanging out at, at Chris's apartment and we were playing the fucking Ren and Stimpy game on the Sega Genesis. And it's supposed to be a cooperative game, and I'm playing as Ren, and Eric is playing as Stimpy, and he's just deliberately fucking up constantly, driving me into a writ, you know, a Ren like raid. So I'm just like, yeah. And y'all, well, that was the I, thing. Like, it's like it was the I end was of a level. Dense. I didn't even like, get the joke stimpy. right away. And like I think it was you had to run up and he had to like lift you up into a pipe or something. Yeah, I, I, something <laughs> like that. And so and so it was basically it was like Lu- Lucy and Charlie Brown with the football every single time. Yep. You were like, okay, he's really, he's not he's not gonna fuck me again. I just know he's not gonna fuck me again. And then boom, <laughs> you son of a bitch. That was good. I was amazed how long it went on. I think because it became more fun than the game to just keep doing that. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. That's a sidebar too. That's I think video games would be a whole other good episode to do too uh, for that. Because when when, yeah. when uh, the the I can't remember what do you call it the the power tap thing on the PlayStation where you could plug in four controllers. What was that thing mm-hmm. called? Uh, but we would play multi tap. Yeah, we would play uh, NHL with with uh, uh, the mayor. Which we'll, <laughs> the audience out there will just have to know. Oh that's no, that's a show. We got to do a whole show on the mayor of Horses Assville. <laughs> yeah, that will be its own. Yeah, that's a defamation lawsuit waiting to happen. But I'm game. Um, but we, <laughs> as long would, as we don't mention him by name, I think we're good. <laughs> but we would whenever whenever we get to center ice, we would we would all be on the same teams. We'd all do the lines, and we all figured out that if you just like I don't know what was it, like hit the triangle and push forward, you would just basically cross check the other team flat on the ice, and then you could just grab the puck. <laughs> so we made the mayor the center, and then we would all go puck would drop. We'd, we'd floor the people, and then he'd pick the puck up because he was the center, and he'd just skate in and like make a goal, and he would go batshit insane every time that happened, like it was the first time he'd ever scored a goal. And so we would do it on purpose just so we could watch him get more and more excited. Because <laughs> it was so stupid. We're like, oh, seriously, he's going to do it again. Boom. And, and we would do that for like 40 minutes. <laughs> oh, we were so dumb. Good God. Uh, 
So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It would turn into like a um, uh, I never mind. Sketch, scratch that. I had a metaphor, but it fell away from me. Uh, I had a metaphor, but it was like a garbage truck that drove off a cliff. Okay, he sounded like Wayne Staley for a while there <laughs> from uh, uh, Allison Shay. Yeah, yeah. But he's meanwhile throwing video game controllers. Yeah, yeah. Here comes the rooster, bitch. Boom. <laughs> yeah, Brian, do you have a drinking game idea? You know, okay, so I was I was actually thinking up drinking games, um, new drinking games uh, in my prep for this. I've got three, but I'll start with this one because I think it can be applied in many situations, and that is the slow-mo, bullet time, or speed ramping drinking game. Uh Particularly useful if you're watching The Matrix or a Zack Snyder film. Um, yeah. And I'll point out that The Matrix is also is uh, The Matrix is also a Joel Silver, so that works. Oh, there you yeah. go. And there's helicopters that explode. Yeah. Um, but Fights my personal challenge to you would actually be People to apply following. that to the Charlie's Angels movie, but add also that every time a character ch- changes into a new outfit, uh, you have to drink. Okay, but keep in mind oh, that I've, I've only speed ramp new outfit. Keep in mind I've only seen it once, and I don't really want to see it again. But I'm I willing. would, yeah, I would say I'm I'm on board, except it means you have to watch Charlie's Angels. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, but you could probably apply that. I mean, you could apply that to the Matrix probably with the new outfits. Um, also, or, or I would just, add one more. Yeah, lights that make loud noises when they're turned on, because you know light bulbs are super noisy. <laughs> Oh yeah! When you turn on which, the 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 neon bulbs and they go chink, which you know, I'm thinking more like the like any light bulb really. Like you turn on the lights in a warehouse and it goes, that'd be a good one. Which reminds me, Brian, because Eric, I'm assuming you haven't watched Commando recently, so you don't really give a shit about the minutia. But I, I mean, I literally watched this thing and took notes because I knew we were going to be talking about it. But if Brian, if I've watched, watched it, it a lot. <laughs> well, you know, mm-hmm. it's when they find out that he's got like twelve hours before the plane lands in whatever country, Valverde, uh, which mm-hmm. apparently has been a is a made up country uh, that represents all of Central America. Uh, that screenwriter right. Stephen E. D'Souza is apparently really big on because it also shows up apparently in Predator, Die Hard Two, uh, and a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> um, so Valverde, yeah. um, but when Arnie. Uh, jumps inexplicably jumps off of a fucking plane that's taking off, uh, right? And and just like sort of splash marsh, yeah, just splashes like nonchalantly into a marsh, and suddenly he's okay. Uh, but he checks his digital watch and he sets the timer. So when they're showing the countdown uh, and he's looking at it, every time a second ticks off, it makes this sound like boop, 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 and you're like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and so so the first time he checks his watch, they go boop. Boop, and then later when he's checking the time again, and he sees his uh, watch, and it's going boop, boop, and then later, at some point, he checks his watch again. I think just to see what time it was, and nothing. And then later they show his well, watch how's again, he sneak and then up on the bad guys, that watch constantly beeping. <laughs> so he put his timer on mute. I can't break his neck if he hears my timer. Uh, so I've, I felt like that should have been a drink too, but that's sidebar. Oh, I got a another sidebar. So I went to the to the to the show at Gamage last night, 
And they did something new that I thought was genius instead of like getting on the PA and saying, hey, jerks, turn off your phones. What they did instead is they just played like um, a pastiche of all of the most common phone ringtones loudly through the PA <laughs> with no words, just different, you know, ringtones, you know, right? all that shit is going off in the speakers in the theater. And I think it was really effective because everybody had to like, shit, is that my phone? Oh, oh, I get it. You know, anyway. Wah, wah. <laughs> You bastards. <laughs> that was brilliant. Oh. Well, all right then. So you're so you would you would choose the matrix then, I guess is what I'm hearing from you. Well, uh, I, it's not so much the matrix. It's, it, that was what inspired me to say, you know, slow-mo, speed ramp, um, okay. costume changes and noisy lights. Um, and I bet you would get more of those in like like in newer films. I'm again thinking of Wonder Woman. They 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 cut mm-hmm. to slow motion a lot to make up for mm-hmm. the fact that their their editing and their choreography is out their asses. And so they have to give you like two seconds of slow mo to go. Okay, I know this is all over the place. Here's where everyone is standing right this moment. Well, okay, here- let's roll it in real time again. And it goes real fast. It's like okay, now see where she ended up and she was there. It's 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 dumb. Well, I think you would probably uh, we'd be able to overlay this onto uh, the new Transformers movie. Uh, I think without any mm-hmm. any any break in the the game, uh, I think you would be able right. to get shit hammered uh, watching any Michael Bay movie for one. Uh, but this I'm, last one, if you I would assume anything really for the Transformers movie, you're probably going to die. I mean, I actually did spend a couple seconds trying to think about Transformers and I realized that like anything I could come up with happens so often, so so frequently and <laughs> for such a long running time that there's no like, fucking way. <laughs> like what was what was the last movie like, that uh that what's his face was in? The Shia LaBeouf. Was that the third one? Uh I think so, yeah. And I yeah, one of mine was yeah. No 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 yeah. no 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 you yeah, know, Megan like, Fox was was movie, out after the second one. He was out after the third one. Okay, and they replaced him with uh, uh, Marky, Marky Mark. Mark. Yeah, because basically they show these things on cable all the time, and so I'll watch about uh, two minutes uh, before I feel like I need to punch something, and so I'll move on. But it always strikes me yeah. that if it's the third one, uh, I can always tell because Shia LaBeouf looks just so fucking bored. And he's just spouting the lines so he can get his paycheck and go home and do whatever art installation project he's doing next. Uh, so right. I, f- I feel like if you did a drinking game for that, it would just be like, h- how bored does Shia LaBeouf look? Uh, and then you could rate <laughs> your drink level on that. Like, even when he's running from whatever. I think actually, no. I, I think the drinking game there is, is Shia Buff more bored than I am? <laughs> Which is doubtful. Because I can't imagine watching a Transformers movie and... Oh, there goes my microphone. I can't imagine <laughs> watching a Transformers movie and not just falling asleep. Uh, I've I've tried, but I can't. So, yeah. Have you guys... Uh, do you guys know who Lindsay Ellis is? Who? No. Uh, Lindsay Ellis. She was the nostalgia chick on Channel Awesome for a while. Now she's just doing blogs about uh, film theory and whatnot. And she's got a series Channel she's doing awesome. right now uh, on YouTube about it's it's like film theory 101 through only the lens of Michael Bay's Transformers films. <laughs> That's a funny idea. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, that reminds me of a, a guy I used to work with who is super like 
way into film. Like, really kind of makes Eric and me uh, look like we just don't know what the hell we're talking about most of the time. Because he watches really super obscure shit and talks about it like it's nothing. And I'm like, okay, cool. But he gets really excited about Michael Bay. And and he kind of flips the script and starts trying to make arguments about how Michael Bay is some sort of super genius. Uh, and so we always get into these arguments at work. And it basically is always him like predicated with, no, no, you just don't understand. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, no, no. There's nothing that's going to fall out of your mouth at any point in time from this stage forward that is ever going to convince me otherwise that these movies suck. And you can just go away right yeah. now. I don't care if you're into Bergman or whatever. Yeah, that's a great shot. But just walk away walk yeah. away you know well, okay as it. long as as long as we're going there here's my 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 big complaint of this i feel like such an asshole saying this my here's my big criticism of transformer movies okay is that you've got these enormous robot things fighting each other in these cityscapes and it's supposed to you know make your jaw drop in awe of the sort of scope the scale of this but all it really does is draw down the scale so that these enormous mm-hmm. monsters are just like people punching each other in paper mache towns like a Godzilla film from the 50s it it it, it, it ruins the premise of these enormous things happening a well, premise i wasn't into in the first place anyways who, who gives a fuck well, but uh, the idea basically is that what he's making is an enormous digital painting of shit that can't happen that is too big to perceive. Well, yeah, and then it infects everything else that's a biggie. Like, that's the whole... And, Pacific like, the last did it better. Oh, I hate that fucking movie. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> what? Pacific what? Rim? I didn't hear. Pacific Rim. At least it had scale. <laughs> oh, I love Pacific Rim. Pacific <laughs> Rim is so fucking stupid. It's uh, awesome. It's uh, awesome. It's, the, it's e- <laughs> What was it that the, the, um, the Honest Movie Trailers guy said? It was either the... The awesomest dumb movie you've ever seen, or the dumbest awesome movie you've ever seen. Um, but but I, fair. I saw a thing um, to back up what you're saying. I mean, first of all, the visual design. There's no telling any one character from another. But um, somebody was talking about editing with respect to Transformers, and their point was, you know, if you make every shot a hero shot, then you have no idea what to pay attention to as a viewer. And yeah. every fucking shot in these Transformers movies is shot as though it is the hero shot. So you just get exhausted and you have no through line, no emphasis. It's like screaming an entire novel instead of, you know, reading some lines with emphasis. Well, yeah, yeah. All right. I, well. I, I, and I think it's funny that Godzilla remake they made, They it's almost like they were trying to do what we're saying, but they did it wrong because they would they would have setups of... You know, shit's about to happen, and then not show you the shit happening, and then they would just show you the devastation after the shit happened. But they, it's like they were shying away from the actual event. It's like they can't figure out how to shoot some shoot. They're not shooting this stuff. How to program stuff that looks interesting on that scale without ruining it. It's like they're making cartoons. That's basically what they have to understand. They're making cartoons. Michael Bay did it well in the first Transformers because what he did is he framed his shots from, like, I'm inside the cafe. And, you know, so he's grounding you, the viewer, in some kind of realistic scale, and then you're seeing the robot action through the window. Like, that kind of thing works. And then he just abandoned it. Yeah. Well, the thing that's goofy about uh, 
the Godzilla remake. Because uh, if you remember the one from like '98, uh, mm-hmm. that one was just that was a fucking train wreck. Because it was sort of like they didn't know what they wanted to do, so they kind of just went with it. Uh, That's and a it lot just, of fish. Yeah, and like Matthew Broderick. I don't know what he was doing. Uh, Hank is there. A I few mean, careers a, got ended on that film. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing is just a clusterfuck. So I'm like, ah. Oh. So when they were going to redo it, uh, and everybody got excited, uh, I I wasn't because the guy that made it, Gareth Edwards, I guess he did Rogue One as his most recent one. So everybody was really kind of mm-hmm. has a boner about him. Uh, but he did the Godzilla the remake. Fired by Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, they got a th- the thing going there. But his film before Godzilla was uh, called Monsters. Have you seen this thing? Have not, but I've heard of it. Uh, so basically, it's like a- giant aliens have, or something have taken over the, the planet, and so there's like DMZs where people aren't allowed to go, and a guy gets trapped. Yeah, I've it. seen that. Uh, so basically, it's it's a movie called Monsters, but you only see the stuff in the distance. And they never really do anything close up, and so you kind of get this. Weirdly- right, they're basically trying to sneak around it the entire time. Yeah, and it's really well done. I liked it a lot. It was a good way to subvert it. So then you go into Godzilla, and I'm like, so they basically took a guy that made a mon- a movie called Monsters, but didn't have anything all up in your face. It was all kind of in the distance and kind of was the backdrop. And now people are surprised that he did a lot of peripheral stuff where it's like, oh, look at all this destruction. Ooh, that's going to make something crazy happen later. And it was, everybody lost their minds because it was kind of like it was tepid, uh, and yeah. it's, that's kind of the, that's kind of how I feel about Pacific Rim. I look at it, and I'm like, he needed to dial it back just a little bit because it's just too much. So I can't do him. I really can't do him. Um, I guess the, with a premise as dumb as Pacific Rim, I I, I I I think you need to push it as hard as you can. You need to like go go beyond the envelope with that one on dumb. I mean, I I would have frankly. If in the middle of one of those robot fights in the middle of the pool, right, that's supposed to be the ocean, uh, one of them had jumped in the air, and you could see a boom mic hanging over him, I would have gone back and paid twice. <laughs> okay. <You got laughs> that would have made robots the fighting film. giant monsters. That was, yeah. that was what was on the tin, right? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> wow. Um, Eric, did you have a drinking game? Yeah, it's like we kind of I did way off topic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all right. That's what we're here for. That the, yeah. the topic is basically just drinking game. When we get off topic, you have to drink. Yeah. Right. Well, here's the thing. I came yeah. up it's with like a, a good. It's by like the a way. Sunday. The ice cream is only there for us to put toppings on. We're here for the toppings. The ice cream is just carrying us through. <laughs> yeah. Well, I came up with the best way to describe this thing uh, to people. I'm like, we give the things we like a big hug, and then we shit all over them. That's basically to me. Right <laughs> sums it right up. So. Go right. Ahead. Okay. So my drinking game uh, is 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 Drink Club, and you watch Fight Club, and any time the narrator is in pain, right, uh, oh is harmed or in pain. Now, now here's the trick: the narrator, and if you okay, if you if you haven't seen Fight Club, stop. Tur- yeah, hit pause Spoiler now. Nerd. Spoiler. Three, uh, four. But it's really okay. hell. It's really so, hell in a bottom, Carter. Oh shit! Yes. Uh, anytime Helena Bonham Carter or uh, yeah, or Edward Norton are in physical pain, uh, it, well, there's there are parts though. Okay, Tyler Durden, Tyler Durden, and the narrator are the same. So really, it's anytime either of them are getting you know their their shit fucked up, you take a drink. There's an interesting moment I noticed 
when uh, the the mobster uh, shows up to kick them out of the basement of the bar. Uh, he punches Tyler Durden in the gut. If you watch, it's a wide shot. He punches Tyler Durden in the gut. Edward Norton uh, uh, curls like he just got punched in the stomach. It's very subtle. That's two oh, drinks. You just blew my mind, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, it, so basically, it makes it's... it it makes it fun. But the thing is, let me just say, like, the more you drink and the more you get into the sort of fascist nihilism of Tyler Durden. The, the more you want to drink and the more you want to destroy yourself with liquor until you come to the punchline that basically says, this is all a waste of time, you dummy. Wow. That could also apply to Charlie's Angels. So I think we've hit, we've hit on the <laughs> That's awesome. It's like all there. It's all there. It's all there. It's good. Uh, well, that reminds me, too. Drinking games, you don't actually have to uh, have seen the movie before. Uh, it helps because then you, you basically it's all based on repetition, uh, for the most part. Yeah, that was the that was kind of the theme that I was uh, finding out when I was thinking about how to turn stuff into drinking. So I was like, character A says this, or this happens, blah blah blah. Uh, but I found one. I think it would actually be, I think it would actually be a pain in the ass to have a drinking game with you know too few people where at least one of them has seen the movie. And the other or the others have not, because that one dick is going to keep going. Oh, get ready! Oh, get ready! Well, you know. But here's the you thing: can't have I, that. I figured out a way to do that once. Once, uh, it's a one-off. Um, so you shouldn't drink with me, Johnny. <laughs> so the summer of '99, uh, I was between jobs, and so it's the oppressive uh, heat of the wasteland that is Phoenix, uh, and so movie theaters mm-hmm. offer a lot of good AC for a couple hours. So I went and saw Deep Blue Sea, the Rennie Harlan classic shark movie uh, with Sam Jackson and Tom's Jane and a cast of thousands. Oh, that's a fun one. Uh, but I'd, So I'd seen right it. Right up then there when with it, Just Stupid Enough. Yeah. And when it came out uh, on video, uh, like a couple months later or whatever the time frame was, uh, I, I was the only one in, in my peer group. You guys, I think, were living elsewhere. Uh, so this was like uh, the other crew that I was hanging out with. Uh, <laughs> you made a jailbreak. Yeah. And I was the only one in the group but that had seen it. always come home, Defeat. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so, <laughs> but the, ba- the basic rules are no- nobody had seen it. And so I said, here's the deal. And you can do this with like horror movies of pretty much any stripe, um, especially slasher films. But uh, it was essentially the, you, you had to, when the movie starts, everybody had to pick who among the the, the people trapped in the thing, uh, which one was going to survive. And so, if they did that, uh, then they would win the whole game, and then they they could make anybody take a drink that they wanted to, or I think everybody else had to take a drink. But basically, I did it like rounds. So so prior to the first death, because we knew a death was coming, everybody had to pick their horse. So the first thing they picked was the person who was going to survive to the end. And if they didn't choose correctly, then they basically had to drink their whole beer uh, for the next round. Uh, but then once they chose that, then they had to choose who was going to die first. 
Like who's the first person that's going to get it? And so you would pick your horses and then you'd wait. And so it made like everybody was anticipating when the death would happen so that they could see who was going to die. And so if you picked correctly, then you got to make everybody else drink. Uh, But if you chose incorrectly, then you had to drink twice. And so there were penalties involved. And so you basically, as people get bumped off, everybody has to start picking their horses. Like, so next round, who are you taking? Who are you taking? Uh, so by the end of it, <laughs> so, so like a couple of people are like, oh, and there's, here's, here's a spoiler, but I doubt anybody's going to care because it's deep blue sea. Uh, but people are like, oh, I'm totally taking Sam Jackson, man. He's going to go all the way. And this is the scene where the shark comes up and bites him in half and nobody in the room had picked it. And so I was the one who was the judge. I like had seen it. So I knew what was going on. So I didn't have to pick, but I'm like, basically said, so if any of you get one wrong, then I get to dole out a drink to anybody that I want to. <laughs> And they're like, okay, that's fair, that's fair, totally fair. So Sam Jackson gets bit in half, and they all go, oh, fuck. I'm like, okay, everybody has to take two drinks. Fuck you. <laughs> so that was the fun, the fun part for me, was watching him fuck up. I'm like, none of you are going to get this one. And so by the end of the movie, they're all looking at me like, okay, who's going to get it? Tell me, tell me. I'm like, I'm not telling you shit. Just sit back and watch. And that like went on and went on. So you can do that with, with any horror movie that you, that you haven't seen. Pick your horse, go with it penalties the whole thing you know i i I, an interesting take on that i just thought of as you were telling me this on youtube somebody made a compilation of all the deaths from all the saw movies right (laughs) so you could instead of a traditional horror movie just run the compilation of deaths from the saw movies right and and here's the here's where it gets interesting you need like a mixed group you know, of boys and girls. Uh, every time a guy dies, the 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 woman has to drink, and every time a woman dies, the man has to drink. And depending on how misogynistic the Saw series actually was, uh, will define who who gets blackout drunk. <laughs> but again, I don't pr- actually know. But I think I think the women are going to win that round because all a, a lot of dudes get wiped out in those movies. Yeah. But again, with drinking games, if you're the one getting blackout drunk, are you the winner? No. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you may not be winning at life, but you win that game. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I see. Ah, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's not like you win. Well, like, oh, I thought you meant one. like... Yeah, in the, in the Trumpian sense, you're a loser like the rest of us. But in terms of the game, possibly. <laughs> I've got so I've got an easy one to play um for some more modern movies it's called Charles Raven Logan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I know where you're going. Movie. Go go. Anytime they say the word Charles Raven or Logan, you drink. Oh. Um I love the also, Avenger movies. And if the mansion blows up, you drink twice. I was going to say Mystique is either not blue or reveals her true form, drink. And the mean version would be if you add Bamf to X2, because that scene in the White House will just fucking kill you. Bamf, bamf. Well, then, but by that token, though, if you play that, then you would have to do the snicked. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true, snicked. But I think, honestly, if you just played Charles Raven Logan, you'd probably be in good shape. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) See, it's, it's, again, it's the repetition. But here's, here's the other thing that I was thinking of, though. Because uh, these are all fun ideas, but at what point can you? Oh, come oh up Charles with- Raven Loven, Eric, because because mm. at any time, um, uh, uh, what's his name, Silverado, uh, Magnet Guy, Magnet yeah. Man. Anytime Magnet Man is on there, they, he's calling him by his real first name. 
That's true. That's true. Magnum. Because he's a magnet man. So if you, <laughs> but here's the thing. If you, so repetition is the key. But then I was thinking, it's like, what wouldn't make a good drinking movie? Like, are there, are there movies that you can't make a drinking movie? Like, I was thinking, like, oh, something God, like, yeah. well, something like Sophie's Choice. That would be a hard one. Because you really only have one thing you can make it as a drinking game. It's like, well, is it the son or the daughter? And then you're, <laughs> and then you're done. <laughs> but even that, it's like, hey, you're done. Uh, Here, I challenge you to make leaving Las Vegas into a drinking game. <laughs> okay. Any, anytime, oh Nick Cage, <laughs> anytime Nicolas Cage takes a drink, you have to drink. Yeah, but um, as you're watching it, would you be willing to? Ah, uh, <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah! Okay. I'm sorry, I'm still stuck on Sophie's <laughs> choice and the idea of like you're watching the whole movie with somebody else and you you're each holding a shot and it's like like 40 minutes into the film and you're going, but wait, 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 what if what if what if it's the boy? No, I bet it's the girl. I've heard she gives up one of the kids. I just don't know. What, boy, is she? <laughs> wait a minute though, she doesn't have like a son or a daughter. Like to to show that the that there's a kid missing. Uh, I can't. I don't remember. I was enough. I was too drunk. I just. <laughs> but yeah, I like the idea of you know you're just sitting there going, I know she gives up a kid. I know yeah. it happens late in the movie. It, it, yeah, it's uh, like betting on the Super Bowl at that point. Yeah. So my other inclination was uh, Schindler's List. For some reason, I like turned to like Holocaust movies as things you can't turn into drinking games. Uh. I don't know why. It just seemed like such a down. It's like, well, if you're watching this, you Who probably... Who are you and what have drink. you done with Chris? Like, I'm sure you could come up with a drinking game for this. <laughs> well, I could, but I've already made one Holocaust joke, and I don't think I'm due for any more today. <laughs> yeah. And realistically, the, the Holocaust, just as a subject, is so nauseating that if you were to then get drunk, you are asking for vomit. I mean, you're asking for shame and vomit. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine watching a... You know, a Holocaust epic like Schindler's List, yeah, you know, and putting things into my tummy that make it upset. Yeah, yeah. Plus, that's so that's a whole. S- I mean, that's a whole Seinfeld like episode. Pink flamingos might be begging to be a drinking game, but it's a bad idea, right? Like yeah. something like that. <laughs> well, I'd also, I'd also I, I think thought... another. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, I think another bad choice are are things that <clears throat> are inherently uninteresting. I mean that that almost seems like a given, <laughs> like the sort of Victorian era parlor movies, like Room with a View, or you know just 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 yawners. Yeah. Even if you find something to to intelligibly drink to, no. you're gonna wish you were somewhere else. I got you though, because if you watch one of those, you can make that drinking game totally easy. Because essentially, watch it and you just decide uh, what is going to be an obvious Oscar bait moment in the movie, and then that's when you drink, because that's what they're all designed for. Right. Like Merchant Ivory, but at that point, but that at that point of the five people who started the game, four of them are like in the next room playing PlayStation hockey and and like doing you know uh, getting the mayor to do shit. While the fifth one yells back to the other room, "Hey, they did another one. Oh, okay." Uh, uh, but then yeah, then the, another one I thought of, and it almost works. You could do Steel Magnolias because uh, it's. It's got enough lines in it, so I thought, you know, like, anytime Olympia Dukakis says something snarky, uh, anytime uh, they say Wisa, which is Shirley MacLaine's character, uh-huh. uh, you could do that. 
uh, like the big payoff, like everybody has to drink an entire beer uh, when Sally Field says, drink your juice, Shelby, uh, towards the beginning. Um, that would That's a one-off, though, but that's the one that kind of started me thinking. I'm like, how many times does she say, drink your juice, Shelby? It's just the one time. Damn it. Um, but then that got you me thinking. You do one with what's eating... You could do one with Gilbert Grape, uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, where you drink every time you, you legitimately think, is Leonardo DiCaprio actually retarded? Because he is so good at that. <laughs> okay. Uh, truth. He's, he's talented. I got to give yeah. him that. But I still watch that movie and I go, wait a minute, he's not retarded? No. All right. He actually... Uh, I, have, he, I have... Go ahead. Are you, are you still trying to think of what can't be a drinking game, Brian? No. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just riffing at this point. Uh, so, yeah. So those are the things that I was trying to think of. And then it just basically boiled down to anything... How about you take a drink during train spotting anytime they do drugs? You can do that. Yeah, yeah you can do that. Or anytime you can't understand yeah. what they're saying. That'd be a good one, too. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're Scottish, get it? Um yeah. But also, any movie with Julia Roberts, anytime she cries uh, in a movie. Or cracks the big-ass smile. Yeah. Oh, hey, we got to do another show sometime on actor tics, because this makes me think, yeah, Julia Roberts, she's got the smile thing. <laughs> uh, for a long time, Kevin Spacey had the head click thing, Yeah. where he'd tilt his head to the side when he wanted to be menacing. True. And and at some point, Al Pacino became an elderly black man. I don't know. I think that was sometime around <laughs> Scent of a Woman. But uh, uh, I think it was Joe Bob Briggs who described every Julia Roberts movie uh, was Julia Roberts smiles her big flashy smile, and then something happens that makes Julia stop smiling. And we as the audience <laughs> wait for the rest of the movie until she smiles again. <laughs> Drink your juice, Shelby. Yes, that is why we love Joe Bob Briggs. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. So that was that was all of my things surrounding uh, how to turn any action movie into a drinking game, which essentially is any movie, really, uh, if you're bored. Yeah. So I have one more drinking game to propose, and it is the Star Wars drinking game, my version of the Star Wars drinking game. I'm sure there are many. Uh-huh. Uh, um, anytime anybody says the word force... Anytime anybody says, I have a bad feeling about this. Anytime a character lights a lightsaber. Anytime there is a circular, you know, iris wipe on the screen. And finally, anytime anyone understands an alien or droid without a protocol droid's assistance. That's a big one. That's a ah, big one. and anytime anyone... Uh, no, because if you're doing it as a group, you're going to see everyone else doing it. But I'm thinking, how do you work in somebody not catching one of those rules? You know, <laughs> right? Or you could like, do. You didn't uh, see that, bitch. You got to drink twice. <laughs> or, I, and, and and lighting a lightsaber. I just want to comment on that phrase, lighting a lightsaber. I, I, I doesn't it make you? It it makes me think of somebody like with a really ghetto lightsaber and one of those little sparky <laughs> things they used to turn on a Bunsen burner, going chica chica chica. Come on, come on, come on, chica chica chica. Trying to light their lightsaber. I, um, imagine, I like, know what you meant, the but scene it's, in it's episode an image. two where all the Jedi are in the arena and there's like one in the background doing that, like fuck, fuck, God, fuck. Anybody have any double A's? Anybody have any... Uh, oh, no, these are D's. Do any have any D batteries? Uh, Need some D's. Fucking D's, man. 
<laughs> D, D's not here. So there you have it. So yeah. So that's uh, all I that's all I've got for that. Um, but yeah, Commando, watch it. Oh, this is the other thing. I almost forgot this. This is more for you, Brian. Uh, the end credit music for uh, Commando. Did you love it? Did you hate it? I'll be honest. I didn't get to the end credits music. I got, oh, you... I ran out of time. Well, I had to do this fucking podcast. You see, so like I almost <laughs> finished the movie. Uh, so I'll have well, to get back to you the... on that. Well, it's the very end when he's got his daughter. He's killed basically a thousand men, uh, and the colonel comes up on the beach, and uh, and basically uh, looking at him like, "Oh, you, you're the best there's ever been." Blah blah blah. And then thanks for the freebie. Yeah, and then he and then the, like the colonel goes up to him uh, and says, uh, "John, I'm looking to start up the unit again." Like, oh, 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 oh. And then Schwarzenegger looks at me like, this is the last time. He says, until the next time. No chance. That's like the last line. And then this like thumping <laughs> kick drum from the 80s starts pumping in. Uh, and it's the theme song uh, by Power Station. And it's amazing. No. Yeah. Oh, boy. I'll have to go dig <laughs> that up. It's called, it's called We Fight for Love. And I'm just going to leave it out there. <laughs> And it's amazing. Commando, everybody. Uh, you know, yeah. ever since we did that uh, Logman podcast, I think of every... I, th- I, I think in my head, I know it's wrong, but I think in my head, every 80s, 90s action movie end theme song is that uh, Frank Stallone song from uh, Over the Top. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's like anytime... You know, like, just as you mentioned that, I could hear that. You know, that or... What's that other song? He's the best around. Yeah. Every movie in the 80s ended with that song. Yeah. Yes. Anybody else have okay. anything else to add? No, but I'm We'll dead. have to do a follow-up someday where we actually do a drinking game out of Commando. Ah. Oh, <laughs> you bastard. Now that we're old, that'll be... That'll be... That'll be... <laughs> when terrifying. I was, we'll probably when have to do it with liquor and Geritol. <laughs> Just do Jaeger bombs full of Robitussin. That's what I'm going to do. We'll just drink all the duels. Yeah. We'll still throw up, but we won't be drunk. Uh, bam. Stand in control. Well. Because cause staying in control, that's, that's, that's the new fun. Well, I'm at the age now where, like, I go directly to the hangover. Like, I get a buzz for, like, ten minutes, and then, fuck me. I just headache and... <sighs> Yeah, no, same yeah, here. Not I get it. full and I get tired. That's called girl drink drunk. Kids in the hall did a whole sketch about that. Yeah, that's that's another thing. It's true. I don't I don't particularly care for the the flavor of of Jaeger shots anymore. I I want to drink things that are pink and fruity. Like I'd rather <laughs> enjoy it. It's funny. I'm I'm actually I'm getting be, to, getting. I used to be all about the girl drink thing, and now like I'm just like yeah, fuck it, double Jameson and ginger. Let's go. Tough guy. Tough guy. Yeah. Well, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be dead soon anyway. I may as well like the, what I'm, you know, using to kill myself. I, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't want, I don't want my face all, you know, and and I don't want my stomach hurting. I think that's really the thing. I need to come up with a cocktail that involves Pepto. So my wife used to be a bartender, so ask her for some some recipes. Yeah. Once you find that, then you sit down and you watch Commando, and you go to town, <laughs> sir. Yeah. 
And that's a wrap on episode seven of the Magnificently Huge podcast. Lucky number seven. Uh, how to turn any movie into a drinking game. So uh, this is Chris thanking you on behalf of uh, myself, Eric, and Brian. Uh, you can reach out to us uh, via our blog, uh, magnificentlyhuge.com. Uh, you can kind of check it out. Uh, no promises, though, because uh, we're all super lazy. And, uh, well, drunk, frankly. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for popping by. Uh, we'll see you next time when uh, we will discuss something even more riveting. So I leave you with the uh, end credit song to the cinema classic Commando, a uh, little ditty by Power Station called We Fight for Love. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.